What's up, everybody out there in Internet land, and welcome to the Remote Gaming Podcast, Episode 5. Why, what is the Remote Gaming Podcast? You may be asking yourself, why it is a podcast made by gamers for gamers and comes to you, the listener, each and every week from two friends who live on opposite sides of the country to bring you the hottest gaming news and industry insights, as well as an in-depth topic to culminate our discussion of that great pastime we all love, video games. I am one of those gamers and one of your hosts, Joseph King. Joining me as always is Victoria's best kept secret, Kevin Corkum. <laughs> How are you, Joseph? I'm good, man. You are you are Victoria's secret. Oh, you bet your ass I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how you been, dude? I've been really good, man. I've been good. Settling into the apartment, everything's kind of in and done, so that's great. We're recording early today, which is weird for us. I texted you, and I was like, hey, we can record tomorrow, this and that. I got some stuff going on later, and you're like, can we do it in 15 minutes? So uh, that's what we did. Here we are. (laughs) We kind of scrambled to get news together and uh, try to find all the good articles we could, and uh, we have a pretty decent main topic for you guys today, so hopefully this won't be uh, just a thrown-together podcast, even though it is a thrown-together podcast. (laughs) No way. Definitely won't be thrown together. <laughs> right. Um, so why don't we just go ahead and dive deep into the news. Our first news topic comes your way of VG247 by Sharif Saeed. Uh, Star Wars, big Star new Star Wars game getting revealed this morning. Um, possibly. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons is being shown off today for the first time. EA managed to squeeze in one more Star Wars game before this console's generation ends. The new Star Wars Squadrons was officially confirmed on Friday following a leak. The big reveal was likely planned for EA Play later this week, but now that the cat is out of the bag, EA decided to give us something told us to hold us over. Sorry, it says told hold. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming he meant to hold us over until Thursday's show at 8 a.m. Pacific time, 11 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. BST. The YouTube event below will turn into a trailer. Uh, if you go to VG247.com, they have uh, it's uh, officially announced by EA. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons. Although uh, EA has yet to officially share any details, reports suggest Squadrons is a smaller scale game from Motive. EA is said to be getting on big on multiplayer, though the game does not have a single player campaign. Though we are getting a trailer today, the meat and details will still be shared at EA's play event on Thursday. So that's cool. I, I didn't even remember that. I, I mean, I assumed there was going to be an EA play. There always is around this time of year, but I didn't know they were doing one this yeah. right now. Yeah, I wasn't really sure that they were going to do one either, but I mean, this is cool. Uh, this is so, uh, from what I remember hearing about the rumors, it's it's a uh, completely 100% flight combat game, which is cool. I'm Probably, stoked for it. Yeah, I, I, it's okay. I mean, I'm not the biggest, you know, pilot combat person, so uh, it's cool. I'm glad, I'm glad it's coming out. Um, I'll probably play it, but uh, it's I'll have to wait for the reviews and see what everyone's saying about it first. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Let me put it like this. I'm excited for the aspect that hopefully it won't just be a, a ripoff from Battlefront where they just put that and it just feels exactly the same. Hopefully the the flight feels a little bit better. It looks a little bit different. Um, who did Motive? What What was the last game they made? I can't remember for the life of me. I don't know, but I think Motive worked on Battlefront 2, didn't they? Didn't they do all the so. flight think, for Battlefront 2? So it, it'll probably just be did. cut and copied. Yeah, you're probably right. It'll probably just be a bunch of used assets. Uh, what else is next, Kev? Uh, we the next is the PS5 is huge, and here is why we're talking about the size, the girth of the console. This Love comes girth. from VG247CN Meyer. Mayer, we keep butchering his name. We will figure it out eventually. He says the PS. 
five size took people by surprise last week because of the fact that it's an absolute unit. But there's an a pretty solid reason for why it's so unbelievably massive. It's mostly due with thermals, it seems. According to Matt McLaurin, the vice president of UX design at PlayStation, the PS5 packs a lot more heat than the PS4 could ever dream of. McLaurin turned to LinkedIn to address PlayStation's upcoming behemoth, explaining why exactly it's not quite as elegantly slim as the PS4 Pro and why its increase in power is inherently necessitates an increase in thermal casing and as a result the ps5 size he and i quote i'm really impressed by this design however in today's times people seek portability and convenience wrote one commenter oh this is a commenter sorry seeking answers to why the ps5 is so much bigger than its predecessor the performance in the ps4 was amazing why make the new product bigger and bulkier thermals replied mclaurin this gen is a little supercomputer while the 7nm process delivers amazing heat performance for the power the power is very extreme so that is giving you a little insight people were they they kind of showed the comparison to the ps4 and this thing is an absolute monster yeah i remember at the end of the podcast last week when we where they unveiled it and we kind of talked about what it actually looked like i had said you know oh it's only three controller size but apparently that's not to scale uh from the image that they had so um, apparently, um, yeah, this thing is huge. I don't know if you guys saw that, but if you go look, you can Google like a, a, an image where it has like the, I think it's the PS4 Pro, the Xbox One X, the Xbox Series X, and the PS5. And the PS5 kind of trumps them all as far in terms of size. Yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely massive. So make room on your on your media centers and your desks because this thing is going to be really, really big. You know, that article kind of... Uh, makes me worried about how I was hoping for a system that would be more quiet than my PS4 Pro. This this may not be the case. This thing might be just as loud. Yeah, it's probably going to be loud. I mean, I'm not I'm not too concerned with how how loud it is. The size of it is is a little concerning to me. I don't really think it's a bad thing. It's not really a negative. I just want it to be I don't know. I, I guess I wanted it to be a little smaller than the PS4 Pro, but I'm, I'm definitely that's not going to happen. And I, right. I, I thought that would happen, especially knowing what they were going to have to cram into it. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's still I think it looks great. A lot of people are saying that it's it's ugly and it's horrendous. I think this console looks amazing. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful. People that are people that are saying oh, it looks like a router, it looks like this, it looks like that. Wait till you get it. it it's it's going to be really, really nice. It's going to look slick as hell. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, sticking with the PS5 news, uh, this also comes by Cian Meyer at uh, VG247. The PS5 interface is a 100% overhaul of the PS4 UI. Um, they state, it was recently unveiled that the PS5 interface, which is due to be demonstrated soon, will include a 100% overhaul of ps4 user interface the news comes from matt mclaurin once again who is vice president of ux design at playstation after posting a photo of the ps5 reveal mclaurin shared new details about the consoles on linkedin you'll see our stuff soon a little more pragmatic but 100% overhaul of PS4 UI and some very different new concepts. mclaurin had a lot more to say in other replies yes we'll talk quite a bit more after launch uh, it is a very t- interesting evolution of the operating service, more subtle than flashy, but no pixel is untouched as its UI is pra- first practical, but as a whole new visual language and a complete re-architecting of the user interface, it seems fans can expect a totally different experience in the PS4 UI. Uh, 
I'm sure there will be a special edition for everyone he wrote. I'm hoping for a Horizon Forbidden West special edition, end quote. So, uh, yeah, I kind of mean, it, this was almost given. Uh, the PS3 UI was different than the PS2. The PS4 was different than the PS3. You ought to automatically assume they weren't just going to copy and paste the PS4 user interface into this machine. Yeah, especially when so many people do not like the PS4 interface there are a lot of people out there that do not like the bar they don't like the way it runs do you and and you have a problem with it uh no i don't mind it uh it could be a lot better and i'm hoping that they make it a little bit more organized i the thing i don't like about it is that it runs like shit that's what i don't like about it is that it's it's skippy and laggy and the playstation store is a goddamn mess Uh, that's what i don't like about it i mean on my og playstation it's almost it's just oh it's so slow you know it's 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 very slow on the pro as well like i hate trying to like you know if i get a notification that i've been invited to a party chat or into a game it takes a minute to go into that um if i try to leave my game to invite somebody you know especially like in games like competitive shooters which is going to be our main topic today um you want to be able to invite somebody very quickly to your game so you can get back into a match and things like that. Now, I know these are just minute complaints, but hopefully with the existence of this new solid state drive and the way that things are going to be operating, hopefully the operating system runs a lot faster. You got to hope. I mean, I mean, it's it's really bad on the PlayStation 4 right now. It's really, really bad. And I, it's not necessarily I don't like the design of it. That It's fine. I can get away with that if it ran better. You know, if it ran better, I'd be fine with it, but it just doesn't it just doesn't run well and it's unacceptable. I 100% agree with you. Um, it just just hopefully something maybe looks a little bit cool. That's fine. Whatever. But like you said, uh, I will take uh, quality over quantity for sure. So, yeah, what do we got time. All right. So this is Bungie is finally coming through with its old promise of a 10 year Destiny Plan. This is by Gene Park from the Washington Post. He says Destiny 2 is a live service will con- uh, Destiny 2 as a live service will continue with an ambitious plan through 2022, essentially removing any need for a sequel. All hopes of a Destiny 3 went out the window. It is a quote new era for Destiny, unquote. Or end quote, not unquote. You can't unquote anything. One that will be <laughs> built inside the second game. The the uh, the Games developer and publisher made these announcements Tuesday in a live stream detailing the future of the series. They also promised, and this is what I found really interesting, they, Bungie also promised that all the content players already own for Destiny 2 will come to them to the next era of consoles, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, at no extra charge. The game already features an ambitious cross-save feature. Players who own copies across multiple platforms can access the same discount. Destiny 2 will also run at 60 frames per second and at 4K on the next-gen consoles. Currently, the Xbox One X version runs at maybe, kind of, not really, 30 frames per second at 4K. (laughs) Yeah, that that part wasn't really in the article. It just says 30 frames per second at 4K. But yeah, I completely agree with Kevin. It does not run at 30 frames per second on either console. Maybe on an Xbox One X. I haven't played it Maybe, but I doubt it. I I fucking doubt it. There's no way. I'm sorry, there's no way. They also promised intergenerational crossplay, meaning PS4 players can play with PS5 when it debuts and blah, blah, blah. Um, and yeah, so the, but they announced the next annual expansion called beyond light releasing September 22nd. It'll take place on Jupiter moon of Europa. 
the expansion is bringing back old locations from the first 2014 game and through 2021 and 2022 Bungie promised two new expansions the witch queen and lightfall respectively joseph i know you're a big destiny 2 guy i was a big destiny 2 guy does this uh does this tickle your fancy it actually does. Um, I've kind of, because of the main game that I've been playing mostly um, on PC, I play, for those listening, I play Destiny for the most part on PC. Uh, I can access both characters on PS4 and PC, respectively. Uh, if you have Destiny, uh, you can do the same thing um, with PS4 to Xbox and kind of cross accounts. So you can play with different uh, people. Um, there is no cross play yet on Destiny 2, but th- that's exciting news. Um, I've actually taken a step back kind of got burnt out I, I went for all these exotic weapons and if you haven't played destiny 2 it's kind of mmo light but um the light being that you're uh, not always with somebody as we're in mmo is an active world but as far as the quests go some of these quests like for these weapons to obtain are extremely grindy and they have a lot of steps in them and i got so many of those because i hadn't had them and i i, I just kind of got burnt out on it um i I, don't, I have it installed but i have not played it in a while um the new season has started i i may go check that out uh but yeah this definitely uh i, I think it's cool um Ever since Bungie parted ways with Activision, I was I was happy about that. Um, we are kind of seeing the downfall side of that aspect that Activision has money to throw at them to make certain things, and some of the in-game like last season was pretty pretty poor. Honestly, it wasn't as good as the season before it. Um, for those that don't know, they introduce new uh, story bits every season. Uh, like kind of, they have like a battle pass system, like Fortnite, but the, like they actually deliver content every season, to which changes the way the game works, mechanics, and stuff. This get this season, it was pretty uh, bad as far as multiplayer goes. Uh, auto rifles were king. You could just sit. You you could have no skill whatsoever, and just point an auto rifle at somebody and hold down the trigger, and you'll win a fight. So I, I've kind of been turned off of PvP in that aspect because I like using uh, hand cannons and sniper rifles is what I prefer. Um, but yeah, this this is exciting. I, I think it's cool to see that I, they are building on this game. Uh, I'm sure at some point they'll update the engine. If they're going to next gen as well, I would assume graphics will probably change. Uh, we've seen this similar something similar with World of Warcraft. Um, the graphics and uh, the way the fidelity and the quality and, and the textures have updated over the years. You look at the way vanilla looked, it's completely different if you go to that same area in the game today. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think they'll, they'll probably do something similar. So uh, time will tell. Hopefully this is uh, something good for the future of destiny. Yeah, this, this just makes me excited f- to play it on PlayStation 5, and it kind of secures the fact that I won't play it again on PlayStation 4. I'll That's wait 60 until... FPS. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to wait until it's 60 FPS, and I'm also going to wait for more content to drop uh, because this last season I jumped in, we played a bunch. Oh, well, played a little. I played probably a total of like 10 or 15 hours, and I, I was just like, you know, I it doesn't run well. It's still Destiny. It still feels great to play, but I just it was like, I can't, I can't do it. It doesn't feel good. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't feel yeah. the way it should on console, and I, I was playing a lot of Call of Duty at the time, and that just runs like butter and uh, going from that to destiny it just felt so dated it I, it felt like i was playing a ps3 game and that that sounds sad to say but on console it it kind of feels that way for sure yeah i'm with you uh it's uh 
it is definitely not fun to play on console at the moment. So hopefully that'll uh, this will iron some of that out. Yeah, and I put over two hundred and something hours into Destiny Two when it launched. I put a ton, a ton, a ton of hours into it. Oh um, yeah, you love it, but but oh, the, yeah. the, the 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 way the game runs, man. After playing games like COD and some of these other first person shooters, Overwatch, it just runs horrible on yeah. PlayStation. Nobody wants to play a first person shooter at at 30. thirty to less than thirty frames per second. So yeah, yeah um, agreed. Our next piece of news is uh, if you all watch the PlayStation 5 event, they opened with a new Spider-Man game. And me and Kevin, for the life of us, could not figure out, is this a sequel? Is this a prequel? Is this a DLC? Is this, what is this? It's standalone. Who knows? Well, it turns out it is going to be a standalone game, kind of in the vein of uh, what was the Uncharted game? The Lost Legacy. The Lost Legacy, where you played as Chloe instead of Nathan Drake. Um, and that was a continuation of uh, Uncharted 4 story. Uh, so this news article comes to be a, a, of our boy, Jason Schreier at Bloomberg. Hey-o. Uh, new Spider-Man game will be for PS5 will be separate from original. At a virtual event Thursday, Sony developer Insomniac Games announced Spider-Man Miles Morales with a short trailer that left fans speculating whether it was a a brand new game or an expansion to the first Spider-Man game released in 2018 for the PS4. Comments from Sony Vice President Simon Reuter to the British newspaper The Telegraph calling it an expansion and an enhancement to the previous game led to even more confusion for gamers. In truth, Spider-Man Miles Morales is not an expansion or enhancement, but new video game, the person said, comparing it to Uncharted Lost Legacy, a game from Naughty Dog Incorporated that was smaller in size and scope than a mainline Uncharted game. Uncharted Lost Legacy, Lost Legacy sold for $40 rather than the standard $60, and Spider-Man Miles Morales is expected to follow a similar path. Spider-Man took around 40 hours to completely play the game, while Spider-Man Miles Morales is expe- expected to be significantly smaller. So that comes via Jason Schreier. Thank you for that. The last probably real games journalist in games journalism. <laughs> um. So yeah, we wanted to get his article in there, but... um. Yeah, so that's good to know. I'd, I, I, th- I think, like I said, I bet our prediction with once you beat this, it will kind of lead into Spider-Man 2's story. That's what I'm assuming, too. This is going to be like a little crossover, and they wanted to get this on the new hardware. I'm sure Sony pushed. Uh, they really wanted Spider-Man close to launch, um, which is super smart because it, it's going to sell gangbusters. People really want to see Miles Morales. I do, too. Uh, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be really great. I think... Sony made a really smart move in making it a little shorter so that they can still use assets that they're that they built for this game and use it for the full-fledged Spider-Man 2, which I'm assuming is going to be fully Miles Morales, which oh, I'm dude. absolutely excited about. Sony are genius and 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 they they only their marketing it it only excels to why they are the best in the business, why they've won this console generation because and I'll tell you why. You know, they've always done really good at pushing software to move hardware. And this is no exception to that rule because you think about it. Yes, we know that this isn't a sequel to that Spider-Man game, but the average gamer probably doesn't still know that. They think, oh, another Spider-Man game or, yeah, you get Spider-Man Miles Morales. Maybe it is different. It doesn't matter if they know or not what this exactly is. All they know is it's more Spider-Man and it's going to help move that PS5 off the shelves. Uh, Especially if this is available day one, you got to think this is this is an incredibly smart marketing move by Sony to help push this console out the out the door. 
which I don't think they were going to need that help anyway, but you know what I mean? It still does help them. Yeah. Having a title like Spider-Man near launch is going to be massive for them and they know it. Uh, So (laughs) good on them. I'm, I'm excited to play it. I'm excited to get my hands on it. Insomniac does fucking phenomenal work. Um, I was playing Spider-Man while I was still living in Manhattan. I was living in Midtown in Hell's Kitchen and man, I mean the attention to detail and just, it, it was weird, like going out, you know, coming home from work and then turning on my PlayStation four and being back in New York city. It was like this really weird, like meta thing because the city felt pretty true to life. Like it felt lively. It, it was really great. And Somniac did a fantastic job with Spider-Man PS4. Uh, and so all of the installments thereafter are going to be great as well. I just know it. Did you, did you play any division two while you were living in I, New York? I did. I played division two. I played, um, cause division oh, two, you weren't, you weren't living there. You weren't living there when the for uh, division expansion one. for division two. Came no, out, no, 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 no. Yeah. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was here. I haven't played the expansion yet. I want to get back into division two. I really love the division as a franchise. Um, I just haven't pulled the trigger on it i've kind of been waiting for it to go on sale honestly uh before i pick it up just because i've played so much division and i know i would be somewhat burnt on it because i spent when it came out i played my god i played so much division two um yeah i'd really like to get back to it too especially now that i'm taking a break from destiny i bought division two the expansion that takes you back to new york i have it mm. on my pc installed um i think i may have actually bought it twice because i thought you and matt might have picked it up and we were going to kind of i don't know if that was at the time or not i know we talked about about that with destiny but i was playing so much destiny at the time both games are very similar and i just kind of stuck with the destiny side of it than division two but i really would like to try out that go back to new york and the summertime expansion oh me too yeah i mean the new york city is a fantastic setting for a video game so uh um, I'll, I'll get back to it uh for sure at some point just trying to figure out when um, i mean that's another fun game that we could stream together as well for sure for sure what's our last bit of news kev all right this comes from our favorite site vg247 call of duty war zones 200 player mode seemingly coming soon This is from um, Sheriff Saeed. A Call of Duty Warzone in-game slip-up may have revealed that we are getting closer to 200 player modes. Around the launch of Call of Duty Warzone, Infinity Ward revealed that it had tested a mode with 200 players, as well as squads bigger than 3 or 4, but ended up settling on 150 players. Co-studio head Patrick Kelly also said that at the time that the developer will add support for 200 players sometime after launch. Well, it now appears that season four could be when that happens at dissolve XD on Twitter shared. And I think he's, he isn't he the big leaker for call of duty news. Uh, the guy that he posts a lot of the news is called the gaming revolution, but he may be one of his like plugs that gets him all his info. I'm not sure. I've heard his name before associated with it. It probably is. Yeah. Don't quote me on it, but I'm, I'm almost positive. So he said on Twitter, he shared a screenshot of an introductory message free to play Warzone players received over the weekend. Two traditional modern warfare player playlists, multiplayer playlists were available to play for free over the weekend. And that message explained to newcomers what they should expect. One of the screenshots shown in that image features a mock-up of the game's menu. Instead of the modes we have today, however, it shows options for BR-200 and Plunder-200 and the upcoming BR Juggernaut. Only one of those BR Juggernaut has been confirmed for later this season, but it is likely that the 200-player mode will be 
here at some point in the future. Joseph, is 200 players too many? Yes, I think it is. I think it's just too much. I mean, if you want to have like a special, like this isn't, what was that movie or movie uh, game that came out? Uh, Mag. Remember Mag? Mm-hmm. Mag yeah. is good for massive, like, action game or something like that. It, it was right. on PS3 and they were touting like 250 players uh, or something like that. And I think they did reach that. Uh, the game ran like shit. It sold like shit. Um, I don't. Yeah, I think the map is big enough to support 200 players. I think, you know, it's a huge map. Warzone is Verdansk is what it's called. Um, a fictional Eastern European location, but uh yeah, 200 players is a little bit much. I, you know, I especially if I don't think people are going to want to play solos with 200 plus people. You know what I mean? Hell no. I, I, I'm going to disagree with you and say the map is too small for 200 people. Um, I, I think it's already crowded at 150. Honestly, I know it's a huge map, but I, I mean, you run into players all the time. If it's 200 you people, you're going to you're going to. I mean, it's God, you're always going to hot drop. Everything's going to be hot drop. And it, and that's fun if that's what you want. But with the skill based matchmaking the way it is, it's going to frustrate so many friggin' people. And that, yeah. And you don't want to play a BR. You want to be able to explore and pick up loot and get like, get in a tactical position to where you can make a move to make a play. If you're just dropping and shooting and everybody's just dropping and shooting and shooting and shooting constantly, then go play multiplayer. Exactly. If that's what exactly. you want to do. So, yeah, it's I I think I think it's going to be a little bit too uh, long in the tooth. Um, I think they're getting a little bit they I don't think Infinity Ward knows what they want to do with this damn game because it's like, okay, we did this. We added this, but nobody's happy. None of the community's not happy at all. Just a bunch of entitled gamers bitching and whining on Twitter all day. And the developers are either listening to them or uh, or the things that actually are good ideas. They flout outright ignore. So I it's well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I, I'm I'm skeptical. I mean, 200, I think, is just too many. And I think they're going to find that out, too. I, I, I commend them for updating and putting new things in and trying new things. But I just want a solid BR. That's really all I want. And I appreciate the other modes. I don't like Plunder. Um, I haven't jumped into the 50v50 mode. Uh, you know, it's just like, I, I get it. But Fortnite did all that stuff and they did it well. Fortnite can do it, I think, better, honestly, than Warf- than Modern Warfare can with 50v50 modes because it's so chaotic and weird and cartoony and the building mechanic. And uh, it just, I don't, I'm not sold on all of those special modes for Modern Warfare. For sure, for sure. All right, so that was the news. Kevin, what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing a lot of Warface Breakout. That's really the only game I've been playing right now. I need to finish uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, but I haven't done that yet. I don't know why. I just haven't gotten back to it. So I've just been playing Warface Breakout. It's really fun. Um, Every time I play, I I think it feels a little better, which is really nice. Uh, The developers have been pretty open and honest. We've we've mentioned this before. I don't want to harp on it too much, but... They're definitely going to be fixing the game and updating the game. So uh, it, it's been nice to see on Twitter. They're very active on Reddit. They're very active. They're really listening to the community. So I love that aspect of it. And uh, I know I know you don't love it as much just because the hit registration is still kind of wonky. And when I mean kind of wonky, I mean it's it's really wonky. It doesn't always make sense. And uh, but with that being said, I'm still having a blast with it. I think it's really fun. 
Um, I think the I think the guns feel good. I think the the movement feels nice for the most part. There there are some things with like vaulting over like boxes and and stuff like that that feels a little weird sometimes. But besides that, I think I think it's pretty solid. What have uh, what have you been playing? Yeah, I've. Uh... I've been playing uh, a tactical shooter as well, mainly. That's all I've been playing, really, is uh, Valorant. I know, once again, we've both of these games, we've, you talked about Warface last week, I talked about Valorant, but, uh, man, I just can't get enough of it. It's uh, it's really kind of reminds me of the days when Overwatch first came out, mm. and it was just pretty much all I could play. It's a uh, you know, tactical uh, shooter like Warface, like CSGO, um, but it is hero based. And the, and the cool thing about the heroes is they all have their unique abilities. But generally speaking, when you queue into a lobby, unless you're playing with people that really know how to use the their abilities at the right times, the, the abilities don't matter as much as the gunplay does, as long as you can learn, you know, the, the recoil patterns. And that, I think that's one of the reasons that this game will never come to playstation is that's a big component of it is having the recoil patterns down you can't just sit there and spray your weapon um the the aim will go all over the place and i you can't control that pattern with a stick like you could a mouse so that's kind of the bad thing about it is it probably will never see console which is disappointing because it's it's a really good game and i wish more people could play this um it's free currently on riot um there are some uh, rumors on the internet, you know, well, not rumors. They are true. I mean, like the, the anti-cheat software that you have to install stays installed on your computer and acts as a kernel and can, in theory, if anybody were to hack into their servers at the moment you were on, they could access all your private information. I only use my PC to play games with. I really don't have any credit card information or anything stored. So I'm not too worried about that aspect of it, but man, it's just last night, um, and I'll post it. I'm going to clip this. Uh, I streamed last night, and I'm going to clip this and put it up on our YouTube channel. Um, I was playing with a really bad team, and all I do is bitch about the team for about you know 20, <laughs> 25 minutes of the match. We were down, I think at one point we were down like 6 to 1, and then it was as bad as like 10 to 4 or something Ooh. like that. And I, I was playing really well. I think I finished this match with like 20, 28 kills and 14 deaths. And we came back and won. After wow. that other team got to 10, they never scored again. They never won a round. And it's cool like that because that's why the, I love the game. Like, it doesn't really matter what your KD is. It doesn't really matter how far ahead the other team is. As long as you're trying and you start doing things or you're figuring it out. Because some players, you know, it's just like Warface. There's an attack side and a defense side, you know? Right. And so... One of the things that, you know, some players are just better at attacking than defending. I right. prefer defending. Um, last night, I actually did really well with the attacking part. Um, but the the de- the defense is where I really I really shine. And, and so it's kind of cool because there's always that halftime break in the game. It's it's 12 uh, at, at, after 12 matches have been played. You switch sides can go all the way up to 24. I've had matches go down to overtime over or sudden death where it's 12 to 12. And it's just just the adrenaline of, man, you're not out till you're out. And you're really not because that team was horrible I was with last night. And <laughs> there was a couple of guys that just started making plays. And I kept my head in there and didn't didn't, didn't lose focus. And I, I kept playing. I would have backed out. But there's, a, there's an hour-long penalty to your next match that you're banned from if you leave a match. 
That's a so, great implementation. For sure, for sure. Because like, like, look what happened, right? Like, I would have left. We were down five to one, and I was. This team was just so bad. One of the guys was running around making all this noise, uh, giving away our our position. And I was just like, this, this is stupid. I don't want to play with this team. But I didn't back out because I didn't want the penalty. And we ended up winning. Like, that's right. just the cool little stories that come with this game. Like, every the maps get kind of mundane because you learn them so quickly. Um, and there's only four or five maps. Um, but that's the thing is, like, every game is going to be completely different but based on how players play the game. Yeah, it's really fun. I love watching it. I think it's a really fun game to watch. And uh, when you're streaming it, I'm... I'm generally watching. I wasn't watching the stream last night. I was busy last night, but uh, yeah, it's it's a really really great game. It, it looks mechanically really tight, and uh, it looks super competitive and really engaging. So, I mean, that's great. Props yeah, to Valorant. Props to the devs. I think they. I think they've got a, a a hit on their hands. Yeah, I think it's here to stay. It's 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 always in the top five on Twitch, and you know, Riot they 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 stay in the top five because they make League of Legends and. Uh, I've never really played that, but yeah, the riots—they—they're—they uh, do have some shady business practice, but I haven't really seen them implemented. The only the complaint, like I said, is there are microtransactions and they're all cosmetic for the weapons and things like that, and they are very overpriced. I think one gun skin is twenty-five dollars. Holy fuck! Yeah, it's 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 pretty ridiculous. But other than that, I mean, the game is great. It's solid. I like Warface too. I'm just waiting for them to. Fix Patch it. that and get better, and I'll, I'll I'll probably play that a lot more with you. Yeah. Um. But you know, it's kind of cool seeing these uh, competitive shooters come come back to light. Uh, like CS:GO is still prevalent. Um. You know, you have Warface, Xbox. I keep saying this every week, and I keep forgetting the damn name. There's Xbox is getting their own kind of like CS:GO like game. That's only going to be on Xbox. It's not coming to PC. Um, and then there's Valorant and, you know, the, the, these ga- games here now, um, they've made this resurgent to be a tactical shooter. Uh, U- Ubisoft has, uh, how long has uh, siege been around for like six years, almost? six years, yeah, six, five or six years. And so to bring this kind of in, since that's all either one of us has been playing as tactical shooters, our today's main topic is going to be our tactical shooters here to stay. And what are some of our favorites of all time now to consist as a tactical shooter? We're not talking about, um, or or I guess not tactical shooters, but competitive shooters, um, in general, uh, games like call of duty, battlefield, Fortnite, PUBG, destiny's PVP, kind of, I would consider those more of the, uh, uh, mainstream. Sure. Competitive shooters. Games like CSGO, Team Fortress, Quake Champions, Valorant, Overwatch, Siege, Escape from Tarkov. I would consider these games your competitive, uh, hardcore shooters. Yeah, um, I, I'd, I'd agree with you there. And I think I think it's important to also talk about where these shooters kind of came from and where they got their, um, you know acclaim and why people like them so much kind of started around with with doom uh being you know a first person shooter and then golden eye golden eye is is huge i have so many fond memories of sitting around a tv you know with you know it's got the four uh you know four different players local and you've probably got your little box and you're sitting in your you know in your little area and not watching each other you know cheat and screen grab and all that kind of shit uh that's where it started it with GoldenEye, and it was game-changing because it was so fun. 
and the shooting felt really good and like the character models were really funny. Uh, well now they're funny. Then they just look good. But, uh, it, it, uh, for me, that's when my love of first person shooters started is playing Goldeneye with my cousins mainly. Uh, I think that's where I played a lot. And most of my, of my Goldeneye time was over when I was over there for holidays and hanging out and stuff. Um, and that, that to me, I have such fond memories and it's so hard to catch lightning in a bottle like that. Um, but yeah, that, that's where it all started for me. And I think for a lot of people where they got really competitive with it and they got into it and they started, they were at local tournaments and things of that nature. So, uh, golden, I kind of started it all. What, what about you? Where do you, how do you, what was the first game you think you played that was competitive and first person shooter? The first, you know, first person shooter game i think I'm, I'm right there with you with everybody was uh doom i played it on my grandpa's pc i had it on a floppy disk People oh my god <laughs> i played doom on a floppy disk on a mac and um because you know growing up in the early 90s uh macintosh was you know you know forrest gump he, he started this <laughs> apple company and <laughs> um but yeah i think doom was probably the first fps i ever played but i right i'm right there with you as far as the competitive scene goes i didn't really get into them but i do remember playing a lot of goldeneye 007 you know i didn't play pc until uh after college years so yeah doom me and my it was funny you know you talk about trying not to screen cheat um we would get a big piece of cardboard and we would sit, I would sit underneath it and we'd have a table that blocked the screen in half <laughs> so you couldn't see the other person's screen. Uh, but man, I lost hours to GoldenEye 007, like, because I just sitting there, you know, the golden gun that was the one shot killer, oh. put in the big head cheat mode and yep. things like that. It was just such a fun game. It was. Uh, but that was, that was probably the first competitive shooter I ever played. And then I really didn't touch anything again until i think the first modern warfare came out mm, okay I, I i played you know cod but that call, call of duty 4 modern warfare was where i was like oh i can you know sit here and uh sorry my phone went off um i can sit here from home connect to the internet and and play uh online actually i take that back no that was not the first i just remembered do you remember Good old fashioned PS2. Oh, I remember the PS2. I know her and well. You had to buy a network adapter that you screwed into the back of it mm -hmm. to play online. And there was this little game that I was really looking forward to this PlayStation 5 reveal event. I was really hoping there would be another SOCOM US Navy SEALs. We played the shit out of that online. I had some friends from high school that we played that. Um, and it was just, that was tactical. That was a lot of fun. I didn't play that. I think I was. Uh, I was probably too young at that point to play Soulcom. I just, or I was just, it wasn't an interest to me. I was too busy playing fucking Kingdom Hearts or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Very different game. My, yeah. My, my PS2 shooter shooter was, was mainly uh nightfire, uh, 007 nightfire. I loved that game. Okay. I played a lot of 007 games. Those were, that was kind of my entrance into the, uh, the shooter genre. Don't know why. I just really like those games. I just love James Bond, and I, I that's kind of where I started. But then I also played, you know, like Metal uh, Medal of Honor, um, and I started oh, the 
the first yeah. like real competitive competitive shooter that I played online that I remember it's probably Call of Duty. I don't remember which one it was. It might have been like the OG Black Ops or something like that. I'm not really oh god, I'm trying to rack my brain. I wish I had all my games with me. I could flip through them, but Dude, it probably was that. Medal of Honor was such a great game. Um, what's funny about that is uh, that was started. Uh, Medal of Honor was started because um, was the original like first person shooter. Yep. And then a couple of guys from EA left EA. Um, I can't remember exactly who the company is that made that at the time, but uh, they left there to fund this little company called Infinity Ward, and they started Call of Duty, and uh, Medal of Honor kind of died off. There was one last game on the PS3 that wasn't bad, actually. And then it kind of that team uh, started helping out Dice and making Battlefield games. Um, so it's, the, the roots are right there still in, in games we play today. Um, the question begs to be asked, though, you know, are competitive shooters going anywhere? And it doesn't look like so anytime soon at all. No, they're not going anywhere. I mean, people love them. I love them. They're more popular now. I mean, look at how many people are playing Warzone. It's unbelievable. Sure. I mean, yeah. I've got friends that haven't, I literally haven't picked up a, they haven't picked up a controller in years and they're on playing Warzone every single day, you know, and, and people are, I mean, yes, it's quarantine and yes, you know, the time is very different right now, but I don't think, I think this is going to bring a lot of people into play video games. More people are going to be playing video games and more people are going to be playing first person shooters because it's a, it's easy, it's accessible. You can play with your friends and it's, it's fun. It's tactical and you know, it just feels right. Like I was playing a little bit yesterday. I played a couple games right before I left. I had like 20 minutes. So my friend was like, Hey, you want to play some Warzone? So I jumped in and you know, it was like him and his brother. I've never met his brother. I'm like meeting all these new people through playing Warzone, you know, with like random with my friends and just like, hey, I got a buddy online, you know, and we'll just pop in and play a game. And it's nice. You build a little community. And I think people really like to be competitive. And I think video games is just a really great way to kind of get that competitive side out without necessarily having to go, uh, you know, well, right now, you know, parks and stuff are still closed not everywhere they're starting to open up but you know it's hard to get a pickup game together a basketball or football or something like that so people are doing it and they're getting their fix in by playing video games which i think is great and most of the you know we we consider ourselves hardcore gamers because we play a little bit of everything but uh, the majority of people that are casual gamers that buy one to two uh, maybe three games a year they are the ones playing your competitive shooters you know they're playing your fortnites your pubgs and things like that um, right now on twitch the top tw in the top 20 nine of the top 20 games are all competitive shooters. You have Escape from Tarkov, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Fortnite, Call of Duty Warzone, Valorant, Apex Legends, and Overwatch, PUBG, and Rainbow Six Siege. All fantastic so, games. All, all are good. You know, all, I've played every single game except for Tarkov. I have not played that yet. It just looks a little bit too hardcore for me. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> it's just... Uh, but... You know, I don't think competitive shooters are going anywhere. And I, I think it's really cool that... Golly, my stupid alarm, man. I am so sorry, guys. <laughs> You're fine. Um, <laughs> Mine went off, I think, earlier, everything too. Everything down before I started the podcast. <laughs> um, and it's it's funny. This alarm clock is... Uh, you know who Funhouse is, right? Yes. So uh, Funhouse, they used to do... Uh, or they still do a show called Demo Disc. And uh, 
one of my alarms is Bruce would sing like versions of songs, but themed like write his own lyrics to the, to the, to the song. Like for, I think my alarm is a, uh, uh, Bruno Mars's hot damn called police. No fire, man is that, but it's, it's, it's Bruce singing some stupid song about a video game. It's, it's so, <laughs> so loud and obnoxious. My wife hates it every time I go to work in the morning. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Competitive shooters aren't going anywhere, and I think it's really cool, like I said um, earlier, about the resurgence of these real tactical-like games. Like, um, it really first started, I think, you know, obviously the roots are in Counter-Strike, which was a mod created inside of Half-Life, and then that was the first Counter-Strike, and then CSGO became its own game, and it's it's been so popular, and it still plays so well, and I really wish you had a PC to try it try this game out and it, it's just so much fun and and so the roots are there from that and it, and it spawned you know warface and valorant this unknown game that i can't remember the name of somebody if you're listening just email us at remote gaming podcast at gmail.com and tell me what the hell this xbox game is because I, I i'm never gonna look <laughs> I'm, I'm just not going to i refuse at this point i might as well just call it unknown counter-strike xbox game <laughs> And coming now to Xbox, exclusive Xbox shooter game, kind of, that's a little bit like CSGO. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it says on the title. That's all it says. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. A full title. Um, But, you know, these games are getting a resurgence and it really all kind of started. I know CSGO has been popular for a long time, but Siege really brought that to consoles. Um, We got to talk about Rainbow Six Siege for a minute. I don't really play it because I, that barrier to entry is so and I know you've talked about this on the podcast uh, when you were playing it a couple months ago, Mm -hmm. but that barrier entry to me, it seems so competitive that I'm worried about jumping into a match because I don't, I haven't played it. And so this game has been out for six years and I just feel like I'd get my ass kicked. And I know you said that they have uh, entry level matches and modes, correct? Yep. They have a newcomer playlist, so you can play, I think until you hit level 30, which is, which is a, a lot of hours, but I mean, really it's just, it's all about the map knowledge and like that it matters, but it doesn't, like map knowledge obviously is everything but if you are good and like have your your wits about you you're gonna win gunfights because you're gonna know where people are coming from you're gonna be able to use your gadgets use your 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 character your hero whatever you want to call them um in in unique ways and that's uh, i really like siege i think i think they did a phenomenal job between the gunplay, having it feel a little bit arcadey, and also having it feel very tactical, they just hit a real sweet spot, and it it plays so well, and it plays really well on console too. It it just, I really, really, really enjoy my time with Siege. Um, I'm thinking about getting back into and playing maybe a little bit today or something like that, but uh, it's. The guns feel great. The map design is really good. And what's interesting too is that they go back and they they uh, revamp maps. So they have you know a ton of maps, but you know let's say I don't even know how many maps they have. I don't think I've seen them all. And I've played the game for over like fifty hours just because some of them get I think they get pulled out on rotations and and, and whatnot. So what they'll do is they'll take a map out for a while and then they'll revamp it almost completely. So they'll change rooms around, they'll change, you know, angles and corners and stuff like that. So you're getting similar maps in the sense that you know the general gist of it, but then they add little flares and different things to it if based on player feedback mainly and and analytics that they're that they're seeing. So that all that stuff I think is super cool. Um, I know that some of the hardcore players are saying that it's not in the best shape right now 
And since I'm obviously not that hardcore of a player, I couldn't tell you why. Because to me, I I, I think it's fucking phenomenal. But you know, all the streamers and the hardcore gamers, they're they're they always complain about every game they play. Um, you know, oh well, it was better in season you know three when it was like this. And it's like okay, bro, but like it's still the same game. You know, yeah. and 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 yeah, like the content isn't as good this season or that season or whatever. And you know, but it's still the same game essentially. And if you're mad because your hero was nerfed and you know you wanted to use this, you like exploiting that or whatever, and it's not there anymore, it's not as fun. It, you know, it's probably for the better. For sure, for sure. I think I think balance is one of those things that a lot of competitive shooters have to figure out. Um, I was watching a video. There's a really good YouTube channel. Um, you should watch. Um, they're called Hit Scan. And they do, they started with a lot of CSGO videos. They've done some Warface. Um, right now they play a lot of Valorant, but the one game that they focused their channel on a lot was Overwatch. And uh, yesterday I watched a video that was talking about how Overwatch is probably better than it's been in many years. It sucks because the player base is down. Um, you're queuing for matches because, they, you know, that game has been out for five years. And um the player base has dropped off i think a lot of people are waiting for overwatch 2 to come out i think it's making we may get an announcement here i think we'll probably get an announcement at blizzcon if they have one Hopefully. if not it'll be something digital i'm sure but uh you know overwatch is in a really good state right now because they've balanced out their heroes the best they can they've they've uh taken away where you could have two heroes at a time that could put up two defense walls you can't do that anymore. If so, like you can't play Reinhardt and um, oh, what's her name, Orisa oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah, her name yeah. Is. Yep. Uh, you can't play those two characters at the same time anymore. I don't believe. And uh, you know, they've just Jeff Kaplan and his team over at Blizzard. You know, I, I I give Blizzard a lot of flack for what they've how they've royally fucked up World of Warcraft over the last few years because <laughs> I used to love that game. But yeah. uh, Jeff Kaplan and the Overwatch team, man, they they do great work with that game. It's a really good game. Um, but yeah, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, just to kind of touch back on that, man. Um, I think we owe a lot to Siege for getting games like Valorant. I know Valorant is more a copy of CSGO and things like that. But the the, the prevalence of these tactical shooters, like I love Call of Duty. You know, I love dropping in and my favorite mode is Team Deathmatch other than the new COD, which I love playing, you know, me and you love playing Gunfight. Right, Gunfight's um, so good. I guess it just gets so tactical. It, and that's the thing. I think I'm more now in tune to these tactical games as, as so much as like, I'd rather play something like Valorant, CSGO, Overwatch than a game like Warzone or Fortnite or PUBG. I'm kind of getting a little bit burned out on the on the Battle Royales. They're, but they're still fun and they still are tense. And, and to me, I will always say this, the most tense Battle Royale is still PUBG, in my opinion. Uh, playing that on PC and... Uh, you know, the, the weapon sounds, how quiet it can get to where you, if you're just getting sniped, it'll scare the shit out of you. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, you jerk and you're like, oh, <laughs> but that's that's how I used to play those games was very campy. And, and like now I play a little bit more aggressive because I've become, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but I've become better at first person shooters. Right. Um, so just I just think it's cool to have this resurgence and just to kind of have where the roots come from and and there's a little bit of every single one of these games we talked about in these type of games. Um, you know, Call of Duty, for better or worse, they pump one out every year because they have three different main studios, you know, between Sledgehammer, Infinity Ward, and Treyarch making games for them. Um, and then they also have Raven to help them out with level design and things like that. And 
it's cool in the sense that, you know what, if you didn't like this year's COD, there's always next year. You know what I mean? So. Right. Yeah. I I, I think for everybody on that likes those type of games. Yeah. I think call of duty, I I think it could be, uh, I think they could probably do two years between they could, you know, release one content, drop it for a year and then have the next one. I think the developers would have, they would each get like an extra year essentially to develop the game. And I think that that could really help them with everything really, honestly, because I, I, I always feel that some of the call of duty games are a little rushed when I play them, mm-hmm. especially in the first six months or seven months, you know, the guns, you know, and yes, you can't necessarily balance it until you get it out into the wild. But if they had that extra time, they could release a rock solid game. Like even when Modern Warfare um, launched, it had a bunch of of issues with it. Um, the, one of the big ones is that they were going to release with the battle royale, and they didn't. Um, wasn't ready yet. But if they had waited, they could have launched the entire game at once, which would have been really nice. Uh, because we kept we were playing a lot, and we were like, "Oh, can't wait for the battle royale! Can't wait for the battle royale!" And it took like I don't even remember how long. A while it felt like a really I long think time. It came out in January. Yeah, actually, I think you're right. Launched in uh, early November. And that's the thing, like, you know, COD now is a completely different game than when it launched. It's not even the same game. No. The the UI is completely different. The menu looks different. There's different modes. And it's like, yeah, I'm with you. I wish COD would take the uh, Assassin's Creed route and and start stop kicking one out every year and, and go to a different development cycle. Like, I know that they split the time. Like, Infinity Ward is now developing their next game, which won't release for two years um, because this year's is going to be Treyarch. The year after that will be Sledgehammer again because they it was supposed to be Sledgehammer this year, but apparently they got in big trouble with Activision Blizzard because uh, they fucked up uh, either with a level designer. It just was playing very poorly, so Activision handed the keys to Treyarch and said, fix this game. And so now we're getting a Black Ops Cold War, but it's set in the future, and I don't know how the fuck that's going to work. So I'm I'm kind of nervous for this year's COD because it, 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 it's two projects that were put together, basically. So we'll see how it plays out. But it's supposed to be running on the Modern Warfare engine, which I that is one thing I will talk about for a second is, you know, all you want to talk about COD and how it's not like you liked it. I love this new engine and I love the way the guns feel now. Oh my God. The guns feel incredible. That is the, that's one of the first things when they released the beta or the alpha, I can't remember which one I played and it was just gunfight two V two. I was yep. hooked because these guns felt so fun to shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, 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 you know, talk as much shit as you want on call of duty. If you're not a, if you're, if you're not a casual gamer and you're a hardcore gamer, and you don't like COD and you don't play it, that's fine. You know, like I've always said, play what you want to play, but don't don't knock something just because it's mainstream. It, it's still a fun game and it has had its issues, but the, the, the shooting does feel better than almost any other shooter that I've played. Like the guns just feel like they have weight to them. Um, you know, I was going to have us go through like our favorite competitive shooters but we we pretty much play the same stuff and (laughs) everything that's on the market so i want to kind of just touch base uh we talked about csgo how it had its roots in um half-life now let's talk about a game for a second that we both really love to play a lot that was kind of based off a team fortress uh, which is blizzard's 2015 overwatch uh tell me about your time with overwatch kevin Oh, I really, really enjoy Overwatch. I I got into Overwatch late. Um, I didn't. I don't know why. I just didn't play it at first. I had a lot of friends tell me I needed to play it and whatever. And 
but I, I finally I picked it up and I started playing it and I got addicted to it. Um, I love Ash. She's she's my main. Um, but, had a huge buff recently. I don't know if you know that, but apparently oh, she she is like the go to player. Like her shooting is like on point now. Yeah, I've oh, I always liked Ash. I thought she was super powerful. I, I loved using her um, uh, ability with the with the mod, with a little uh, C four or whatever, um, being able to to get on top of ledges and stuff like that, and and just work the maps. And it, where do you start with Overwatch? I guess you start with the heroes. Um, each hero is really fun and you can learn a hero and you can spend 50 hours learning a hero and then switch over to another hero. And it's a completely different game, which is just chef's kiss because when, when you want a $60 game, you want to be able to squeeze every bit of, of worth out of it. And there is almost no game out there that is going to be better worth your time than overwatch depending on how you want to play, who you want to play with, the characters you want to use, the maps you like, the modes you want to play. It's got everything in there. And it's just a complete package. It's balanced. It It's not broken. It runs well on everything. You have an amazing... The community, the Overwatch community, is just fucking full of great people. Um, you know, if you're ever out looking for random people to play with on discord or whatever, you're going to run into people that are playing and people that are like nice and people that will help you out. I played with a couple randoms one day and I was like, Oh, I'm kind of new to the game or whatever. And they're like, Oh, that, no problem. We'll show you around. Like, welcome, you know, welcome to overwatch. Like this is, this is what we do. We love this and this and that. And there's just, it, it's a great community, great game. And it, it feels right. The, the abilities feel good. The, the matches are fun. They're not too long. The only thing I will say now that I don't love, and I'm, I'm kind of in the minority on this, I think, from the Overwatch community, is I hate that you have to decide. You have to, it's, it's tank, support, or um, DPS, basically. And you have to queue in for one of those for a match. And if you want to play DPS, it takes like five minutes sometimes, five to ten minutes, depending on what time you're playing. Uh, to get into a match and I hate that because I love playing DPS but obviously everyone does so I end up having to play tank or something which is which is still really fun it's just not how I love to play um, and that it, just comes with player drop-off the you know it's it's a very still it's still a very popular game um, especially in the esports scene um, and we're going to talk about esports here in a minute but you know as far as overwatch goes uh, it's it's one of those the player base has just dropped off from like casual unranked matches and it is hard to get into those. And I think if you pick like a healer character, you get a loot box at the end of the yeah, match. You like, do. Oh, thanks, thanks for doing that, man. You didn't have to do that, but here you go. Uh, <laughs> but shout out to like, you know, the, the devs of, and I can't believe, you know, I'm probably gonna get some flack for saying shout out to anything Activision Blizzard does. Don't you guys have phones? Uh, <laughs> but, um, and I, I, I granted, I, we can have a whole discussion on, the bad practices that Activision has always had. We could talk about how Blizzard just gives a shit about money and that's it. But they have supported this game for a very long time. You know, this character, it's this started with originally 21 heroes in Overwatch. You had Bastion, Diva, Doomfist, or not Doomfist, excuse me, Bastion, Diva, uh, Genji, Hanzo, Junkrat, uh, Lucio, McCree, May, Mercy, Farah, Reaper, Reinhardt, Roadhog, Soldier 76, uh, Torbjorn, Tracer, Widowmaker, Winston, Zarya, and Zenyatta. And then you had, now they had, that was 21 or 20, and then now they have 
33 characters, I believe. Yeah, and every out. and every single time they add a character, it changes the meta completely. So that's that's like thirteen times they've had to completely change the game because every time they add a new hero, they have to balance everyone basically. Everybody. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. Like, you can't. Yes, I know they deserve all the criticism that they get. I completely agree with that side of the argument. But at the same time, to sit there and support this game for five years and to constantly like, because right now Echo is the newest character and she is apparently really, really fun to play. It's everybody's favorite character right now. And she's a DPS character. But once a character is implemented, like you said, you have to change how every other character plays. Yeah. And so that's not easy. And shout out to them for making the game run smooth still after all these years. It still runs great on console, runs great on PC. Hell, it even runs good on Nintendo Switch. It does. Yeah, Jesus. um, Actually, I found out that that, there are no queue times on Switch, which is kind of cool. Really? I don't own the game on Switch, but I may pick it up just because I love Overwatch and I'd love to get into some matches. And that's a thing that, you know, is great about competitive shooters in general is it's it's not a time sink. You can get in and and play a match and be done now valorant you know because it is can reach 24 rounds in one match yeah you're going to be sitting there for 45 minutes to an hour playing it but still that's if, if that's all you're good for that's all you're good for you know what i mean like you can right. get into these games and, and take a step back but uh and overwatch just one of those really great games that i i can't wait to see what they do with two um i i think what they should do is just update one and patch it and put in like all the new characters or whatever but I guess they're releasing its own game and it's going to have story mode, which I think is really cool. And it's still going to have the arcade mode that we all love. And I, I, I can't wait for Overwatch 2. Yeah, I'm going to be buying that. That's a day one purchase for me, 100%. Um, you know, we, we touched on Rainbow Six Siege and how great that is. Do you have anything else you want to touch on uh, again with Overwatch or Siege at all? I don't think so. No, I think I think we pretty much covered it. Um, I've talked my head off about Valorant. Uh, you've talked your head off about Warface. Um we're going to kind of get into a game that neither one of us play too much of. Um, but the importance of what it is for the, this topic is Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Um, I know, Kevin, you're not you don't play PC and you're not totally familiar with it. But the, and I'm not going to touch too much on the game itself, but just kind of the influence it's had on esports and how esports is huge right now. And it, it owes a lot to like, you know, there's a there's a overwatch esports there's valorant there's fortnite there's there's cod all these esports but they really all started with counter-strike and i guarantee if you're listening to this now and you watch streamers on twitch your favorite streamer was probably a csgo pro at some point right Um, guys like shroud summit 1g uh ninja a lot of these gamers were professional counter-strike players and now have moved on to other games and that's that's the proof is in the pudding at that game has so much influence over first person shooters and the way maps are designed. Uh, they, they got it right. Uh, Counter-Strike global offensive maps are just top tier how you would want to design a map because the thing with these tactical games is you, you design a map in the way that, okay, you can have an angle on a teammate or on the enemy team, but you, are, are you subject to getting flanked or are you leaving any part of your body that you cannot see in your field of view exposed? And that's that's the big thing about these map designs. And just Counter-Strike, I think every game that we love playing, even though we don't play Counter-Strike, really, we owe a lot to it. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, Counter Strike and Halo was big around that time too. Um, I, That's I think another we're one talking we competitive. Talk I think we're talking if we're talking about competitive shooters, Halo uh, has to be has to be in the conversation as well, um, because that was huge with the esports scene because uh, it was so huge on Xbox and, and then PC. Um, and that's where uh, I think Ninja got his start in Halo. Uh, was it Tifu as well? So a lot of these big streamers were pro Halo players, and they switched over to um, H1Z1 uh, and played that. Um, so all, you know, all of these things, all of these big streamers, they were all most of them were all pros, and that's why they're as good as they are. Is that they spent years and years getting good, and um, you know, their reaction times are just like godly like it's unbelievable um how quick these guys react and and their reflexes and stuff so who's the the best shooter uh, professional gamer streamer in your opinion oh god best aim aim might have to be shroud shroud yeah it's shroud like he's just like i cannot um, explain some of the shots that he makes dr disrespect's decent ninja's really good summit summit has it at times but man shroud is just yeah, Top Shroud's team. really great. I'm I'm a I'm a little biased. I love Ninja. Um, I I started watching him before he blew up uh, when he was playing H1Z1 into Fortnite. Is kind of when I found him, and I just liked him because he was fucking over the top and and entertaining. I thought and like cringy, but like in a in a fun way. And uh, when Fortnite blew up, I started playing Fortnite, and then I watched him play Fortnite, and it was him and Myth were the two people that were really pushing the meta at the beginning of Fortnite. Um, and really help that game take off, and in turn, help them take off as well. Um, and now Myth doesn't—he doesn't. I mean, he still streams and does stuff, but he's not—he's kind of fallen off. I think as one of the top streamers, he's—he's he's lost Playing a lot of Valorant right now. He is, yeah. He—I I feel like he's lost a little bit of clout just because he wasn't a pro gamer. I don't think before he started Fortnite. I could be wrong about that, um, but I think Fortnite was kind of the thing that that blew him up. Uh, I still like him. I his streams are, are great. I really enjoy the way he does his camera work and shit like that. But that's all like nerdy stream stuff. But, you know, he these streamers are riding the backs of these competitive shooters because, A, they're really fucking good at them. I mean, I watched uh, Shroud and Ninja and all these people play Valorant. And, and Ninja was not really an arena shooter guy. And he picked it up and he was fucking hitting ridiculous shots right these guys can pick up any game doesn't matter what it is and be competitive and they know that they know that no matter what game they pick up they're going to be able to sit there and say okay this is what this is the language right every game has a language and it's like okay movement feels like this physics are like this and they just like load it into their brain super quick and they have it and now they're not the best it takes time but they are able to be in the top 10% of people playing that game almost instantaneously. It's incredible. What blows me away with guys like Shroud and Ninja is the consistency that they have. Like me, I'm I'm pretty decent at shooters. Um, but I can play get match of Valorant and go, you know, like last night, that one where we came back, I was 28 and 14. Really, really, really good numbers for Valorant match. And then I'll go like 15 and 25 or something like that. Right. And but just the consistency across the sport, the board with these streamers, it's just insane to me that they can still have these high kill, high, uh, low death matches and, and wins uh, consistently is what is what that's why they're the best. That's why they're getting paid millions of dollars to play these games. Um, but to kind of get off the stream topic, um, you know, in 2017, uh, competitive shooters kind of took a turn because this little game that was a mod uh, for H1Z1 came out and, and 
was released by a guy uh, known as Player Unknown, and he came out with PUBG, and that started the battle royale craze that we live in today. Yep. You all, it's all owed. I don't care which one your favorite is. It's all owed to Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, and that came out, and then came the global phenomenon that was basically. Uh, uh, the, this young generation of kids, Pokemon, as far as crack yeah, goes, it's Fortnite. And so let's talk about Fortnite and battle royales for a second. Yeah. So let's that. So that was uh, God three years ago, four years ago. I was living in Orlando, right around November. Um, I remember turning on Twitch, and the number one streamer at the time. I was like, oh, I just want to watch something while I'm making dinner. And uh, Ninja was playing PUBG. And I was like, the fuck is this game? And I was like, and who is Ninja? I'm like, well, what the hell? So I clicked on it and I watched him play PUBG. I'm like, oh, wow, this game looks really fucking fun, actually, you know? And uh, so I started watching PUBG and then uh, I started watching Fortnite. And I'll never forget watching Fortnite for the first time. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, this is a this is free to play. I was like, it's, it's on my PlayStation. So I downloaded it immediately and started playing. Uh, and I got my win, like my first win, you know, like a couple days after I started playing because it was pretty hard at the beginning. I didn't the, the controls are, are were convoluted and weird at the beginning. They're better now, but they're still I still think uh, Fortnite is, is too complicated in my opinion. But that's sort of for a different day. Um, I fell in love with this genre, this battle royale, this jump in, jump out, um, all of this stuff. And we started playing Fortnite together um as well i don't remember if we played it like when when did friday the 13th came out in october yeah i think me and you started playing fortnite together i was there for before i played fortnite before they even had seasons i i knew about right. this game because i was interested into the tower defense side the save the world aspect is what it eventually became called but originally it was just called fortnite and it was just this game and i remember seeing it uh, get announced in 2015 at E3, and yes. I was like, man, that game looks really cool. I like tower defense games. I haven't played a good one in a long time. And then they just copied PUBG and took the mechanics from that and made a battle royale. And I played that, and that was, man, that first map, dude. I was there, on, and I remember playing season one. And I think that's when me and you started playing together with season one, uh, with like the night outfit skins and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, you know, Fortnite is a great game for. As many people that want to talk shit, like I said, you're just talking shit on people that are mainstream. You know, you're, it's kind of like that punk rock vibe, you know, like, uh, I don't listen to that because I don't listen to Blink-182 anymore because they're not punk or something like that. Like, okay, <laughs> but they make better music than most punk bands do. So right. I, I, I don't want to hear that argument. But it's like Fortnite has always ran good on console. It runs at 60 FPS on PS4 and Xbox One. Um, it runs at a stable 30 on Nintendo switch. It runs flawless on PC. There's really no bugs. Um, you know, Epic games are rolling in cash, obviously, but more props to them. They figured out the meta of how to, they, they really did come up with that bang for your buck because, you know, yeah, you can buy skins in Valorant and stuff like that in overwatch, but it's a first person shooter. You don't even get to see your character. But in Fortnite, you know, it's third person. You're always seeing your skin that you purchased. You're, you're, you know, and, and they, they know how to like, you know, basically tickle, tickle your butthole because they just always, they're always reinventing the wheel with how they're trying to keep their players engaged. And that, I think that's why that game is still 
pulling more numbers than any other game on Twitch, especially when like competitions are going off. Yeah, it's it's like the product placement. They've made toys, they've made Nerf guns, and like it it, it was a global phenomenon. It's one. It's it 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 has to be talked about as one of the best games ever made because of what it's done for gaming in general. Whether you like it or not, it is a I would consider Fortnite a monumental game in gaming. I don't play it anymore. I fell off probably what season five, maybe season four is about when I stopped when they kind of like, what was that? The, you know, you remember they did like the meteorite event or whatever. Yeah, that was probably season five or six. And so like after that, I've, I've fallen off and, um, but it's stuck around and it's going to be stuck around and it's, it's coming to, they're going to, they've already said, I read an article yesterday. Uh, it's coming to PS five and Xbox series X and they're going to even redo the, uh, engine. There's no word if it's going to be called Fortnite too, but it's going to look even different. That's so, interesting. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, Epic came out and said that they're going to support it well into the next gen, and that it's going to have a complete overhaul, and that crossplay will be coming to it as well with that. So it, Fortnite's here to stay, and you know, games like PUBG have kind of fallen off, but it's it's still up there. Um, the next battle royale I want to talk about, it was all the rage last year and it's kind of fallen off, um, I, but it still has a pretty good following. I think a lot of people still play it. I know me and you really don't anymore, but Apex Legends respawns yeah. battle royale. Uh, what do you got about Apex, Kevin? Another really great game. I think the the best part of, of, of this game is the movement. I think it, the movement is really, really sure. solid. Um, I think the gunplay leaves a little bit to be desired at, at points, especially when I come back to it. I do jump in um, every once in a while to play a couple matches of Apex um, just because I, I like running around and sliding in it so much. <laughs> um, but uh, the guns sometimes feel like they have like their paper or something. I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. They just... They don't control the way I want them to sometimes, and I don't. I don't like the way the guns feel 100. percent And that that sounds weird for me to say because I think at one point I didn't mind it. Now after playing so much Warzone, I think the guns feel way better in that game. Um, but the movement will always be king in Apex. When you watch all these pros play, the way they move around the map is is unbelievable. Uh, it's it's something to like a sight to be seen. I've got a friend that. Um, that plays it uh, and he streams on like his Facebook or whatever just because he plays so much and watching him move around the map and, and play is it's it's amazing it's 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 beautiful honestly um, because no game moves like that Titanfall kind of does and obviously it's response it's, it's the same developer but they kind of refined the movement in Titanfall 2 and really honed in on on the physics and the mechanics of sliding and moving and crouching. And it just works so well that I don't know if another game is going to be able to kind of recreate the way you move around that map quite like apex legends does. We played a lot and, and the, the heroes are, are really good. I enjoy using their abilities and, and things like that. I think you get lost in the weeds a little bit sometimes with the hero abilities, uh, in the sense that you, some of them are just a lot more useful than others. Like Lifeline is incredibly useful, and um, apparently not anymore. Um, they made it to where. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just no, please. To know, uh, one of the meta things that changed is they buffed. Uh, what was a? How you doing, brother? Big dude. What's his Geralt, name? Geralt, right? Huh? Is it Geralt? Who is it? Uh, 
No, Geralt's the guy from The Witcher. Um, yeah, no, uh, not it's. Is it a G? I'm pretty sure it is. It's. Let me look it up. Oh, I'm what's his name? Apex. You know who I'm talking about. The, the yeah, big Samoan, the dude. big guy. Apex Legends roster. I'm looking it up. Bangalore Bloodhound, Caustic Crypto, Gibraltar, Gibraltar. Gibraltar, yeah. I was like, it starts apparently. Uh, they made it to where when he throws his uh, shield orb down, the big orb you can get inside. Uh, you. Everybody on the team, if they're inside there, heals just as fast as Lifeline. And um, I think Gibraltar heals himself or something like that. Like, it's just, it, it's basically made you don't need Lifeline anymore, uh, which is disappointing to me because that's the one I use the most. But uh, I'm with you with the movement, man. If we could have a game where the guns felt like modern warfare and the movement felt like Apex, oh, God. Sign me up for that. that yeah, I probably, I probably would never play another Battle Royale. But yeah, it's it's just a great game. Um, we played a lot, a lot of that. I think, uh, you know, PlayStation does that thing every year where you can track your hours in games. And I had well over 300 hours in Apex Legends last year. So just just uh, kind of I've had my fill of that and I'm, I'm done with it. I've moved on to other things. But it, it's like that's the cool thing about this type of genre is competitive shooters are always changing. Um you know, yes, if it started out as, you know, Call of Duty was the main thing and then and then Battle Royales came on and now it's Fortnite. And now now things like Warface and Valorant are coming in and, and these tactical shooters, CSGO and, and everything is becoming it's kind of all coming full circle. Um, so, you know, I don't think competitive shooters are any going anywhere. I'm really excited to see what the future holds. Uh, what are there any other shooters we didn't talk about that you want to? I know we, we talked about Halo, and that definitely does not need to be understated. Probably the best Xbox exclusive ever. Yeah, it it definitely is. I, I the only game we didn't mention was Battlefield. I want to just touch on it really quick because uh, they're for that. <laughs> yeah, they're they're just they're the games are not good right now. Um, period. They're they need to do some massive overhaul there. Um, but I will say Battlefield Four um, was really fun, and I had some I had a good time sometimes with battlefield five uh hopefully they can come back because i think they're important uh, i think they're an important competitor for call of duty but i think it's also pushed call of duty to just be way better at this point uh and i used to like battlefield more than call of duty when i got kind of sick of call of duty um i really like the big matches and all that kind of stuff from battlefield so hopefully they can come back and, and knock it out of the park time. Battlefield 1 was really, really good. And I think a lot of the community says that was their last. You know, Battlefield 5 just kind of, for some I think what happened with them, dude, is they got so in bed with, they were trying to figure out how to make Star Wars Battlefront 2 better. And I mm-hmm. used a bunch of reused assets from Battlefield 1 to make Battlefield 5. That Battlefield 5 just was not a good game. Yeah, I think so too. And honestly, I think DICE did a really nice job with um, Battlefront and, and Battlefront 2. Um, they started rough, obviously. There, it was a huge controversy, all that kind of stuff with Battle, uh, Battlefront 2. But they fixed it, and the game is great now. And the hard, there's a hard, 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 hardcore community that still plays and plays a lot. Um, and they're kind of keeping the game alive, even though they're not really doing any more updates or anything like that. It's free on PlayStation Plus this month, by the way. So if you don't have it, pick it up. It's well worth uh, you know, downloading it and playing it. Even if you just play it for a couple hours, it's free. Um, and the maps are, that. yeah, the maps are beautiful. Um, the, the gunplay is great. It, it, the heroes are really, really fun to control. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I highly recommend uh, Battlefront 2 now for anybody else. But yeah, I just wanted to mention Battlefield um, and give them a little shout out. And, and you know, I, I think I, I, I think Dice can make good games. I think they need to figure the hell out of their engine. And maybe with this next gen, maybe it'll run better. Um, that's kind of always been Dice's deal is their engine just makes games play kind of shitty. Um, there's always kind of that like little bit of lag when you kill someone, almost kind of Warface-y. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think it all has to do with the with the graphical fidelity they try and pump in. Because, excuse me, the games look incredible. You know? so Yeah, they're beautiful. I think that's part of it. Um. But yeah, I I I think next the next Battlefield, especially the ones that are going to be on PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X, I think I think they'll find their form again. And I I think they just need to focus on one game at a time. Don't don't split your studio and try to do Battlefront and Battlefield. Don't don't do that. But they are under the crack and whip of EA, so I don't know how that can you know EA is going to get whatever EA wants out of their studios, and so that that's that's the only bad part about uh, Dice is that they have to do what EA says. So. We'll see what happens with them. Um, I can't really think of anything else. Go download Valorant if you have a PC. It's free. Uh, Warface is $19.99 on console currently on both yep. PS4 and Xbox One. Um, really fun game. The, they, the developers are be, being engaged and in, in telling you know what their their plans for the future of that game are. And I always like to see that. Um, you know, uh, Warzone is free to play as well as Fortnite and PUBG is not free to play, which it should be. You would think <laughs> yeah, by now they would have learned yeah. their lesson. Yeah, it's also so fucking janky. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think we have much to say. Just uh, we love competitive shooters, and I hope they don't go anywhere anytime soon. Um, Kevin, why don't you plug our new Twitch, our Twitter, and our Gmail and take us home? Yes, please, everybody. We are streaming on Twitch. It's either me or Joseph. You can find us at uh, The Remote Gaming on Twitch. So it's twitch.tv backslash The Remote Gaming. Um, is it The Remote? Yeah, it is. It's The Remote Gaming. The underscore remote. Underscore remote underscore gaming. gaming. Yeah, so hit us up on Twitch. We're streaming. It's almost been every day now. Um, I might actually get a get a little stream in uh, right now, uh, either to, uh, to ours or, or my own, but... Uh, yeah, please catch us on there. Joseph threw up like four hours of content last night. It was awesome. Um, and we also, uh, we have a, a Twitter, so follow us, uh, remote gaming on Twitter, uh, as well as our email, which is, um, is it the remote gaming? It's we are just a remote gaming podcast, remote gaming podcast at Gmail. I couldn't remember if there was a the in there. So it's yeah, just remote gaming podcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions, comments, concerns, anything you want. You want to give Joseph a, a, an intro name description for me. I'm sure he would be more than happy to hear it. So I would love that. <laughs> like if every, every week that I intro you, cause that's if you, if you haven't paid attention, I'm introing Kevin as something different every week. So yeah, email me something to call Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is literally anything <laughs> but yeah i think i think that's it joseph thank you everyone listening thank you very much share it with your friends tell your mom um and watch us over on twitch for sure for sure we are the remote gaming podcast and we will see you next week later